welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and it's my hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. Recently, I was reading in my Bible, and this year I'm doing the one-year Bible. I picked up a copy used on, I think it was eBay or whatever. Anyway, um, so it's divided neatly into 365 days, and it's pretty interesting because I've noticed that there are there are days when the Old Testament reading and the New Testament reading, or you know somewhere in there in the Psalms or the Proverbs, whatever, that there's a there's a connection between the passages, even though it's not intended. It it happens to be that there's a connection, and I I find those fascinating when I read it. Well, recently I had the same experience, so I wanted to share this. I thought this was pretty fascinating. I was reading Isaiah 6, which of course is Isaiah's vision of the Lord, and I wanted to point out just a couple of things in those first few verses, uh, and then jump to another part in the New Testament, and kind of show an interesting correlation there. So I'm reading from the NIV, uh, starting in verse 1, chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And the first thing I thought of was, you know, we read that so often, and we hear it often, but when was the last time I really stopped and meditated on that? When did I last stop to really consider? I mean, here is a man writing, I saw the Lord. That is, I mean, to write those words, to, to have that vision, what must that have been? And so, yeah, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. I mean, how how those words don't even work to fully describe what he saw. It's fascinating. But anyway, but but then to, to move on, he says, Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two wings their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips and live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. So it's fascinating to me also, as I was reading that, to see that the result of verses 1 through 4 is verse 5. The result of seeing the Lord high and lifted up, and the seraphs, and hearing them cry, holy, 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 and hearing about, you know, he is the Lord Almighty, and the whole earth is full of his glory, and the doorposts and the thresholds shaking, and the temple filled with smoke... The result was him saying, woe to me, and seeing himself for what he was. I am ruined. A man of unclean lips. 
And I hope that's my vision of God always. I know it was when I was first saved. You know, I was a nominal Christian for 20 years, and I didn't have that kind of view of God. Um, but then, September 15th, 2005, the Lord soundly saved me, and I had something of that kind of a woe-to-me experience with, with God, where, you know, by the grace and, and the power of the Holy Spirit, He, he gave me uh, repentance and, and faith. And so I saw my sin. And uh, so obviously I'm not saying that, no, I didn't, I didn't have a vision of the Lord like Isaiah did. I'm just saying that in that, in that moment of being saved, God showed me my sin. And, and, and I, you know, in some, some way I said the same thing, woe to me, I'm ruined. I'm a man of unclean lips. And, uh, and then God saved me. Or in that, God saved me. Uh, then, you know, having me look to Christ. But then it continues. Then one of the uh, seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord. And there again, right, we have to say, wow, because before he saw the Lord, but the Lord hadn't spoken yet that we know of. Then he hears the voice of the Lord. Wow. And so, of course, the Lord says, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me. He said, go and tell this people. And then he, the Lord lays out the beginnings of the, the message for the people. But that part there, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me. So now, fast forward over to Paul in the other part of the day's reading, in 2 Corinthians 11, 16 through 33, where Paul lays out his you know, all the experiences that he's had for following the, for following Christ and, uh, and really boasting in his weaknesses and, uh, you know, and, and comparing himself against those who are, who profess to be uh, genuine followers and, and teachers of God, but, but they're not. Um, and he says, so of course, you know, well, if they're going to boast, let me boast. Um, are they, you know, of course he says he's speaking as a fool, Second uh, Corinthians 11, starting in verse 22. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I'm out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. And listen to what he says here. I have worked much harder, being in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stuck. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea, and I have been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from the Gentiles, or from Gentiles, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false brothers, I have labored and toiled and have often 
gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my own concern for all the churches. Who is weak and I do not feel weak? Who is led into sin and I do not inwardly burn? If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. And so the point I'm making in all this is, you know, how often do I say, you know, the, the Lord says, whom shall I send and who will go for us? My answer, Isaiah's answer wasn't to say, well, go where? Well, say what? Well, what's the climate there? Well, what are the people like? Well, will I like it? Is it comfortable? Am I going to have a good life there? Am I going to be able to enjoy it and do fun things while I'm serving you? You know, Paul didn't have the option. Uh, Paul, God saved Paul, and and the Lord even said, I'm, I'm going to use him as an example to show how much he must suffer. So Paul didn't get to negotiate, as it were, uh, what it was to, to serve the Lord. And yet, how often in my own life, you know, do I hear the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I say, well, tell me a little bit about this. You know, what, what, what do you mean? Um, you know, send where? For what? Uh, you know, to who will go for us? Go, go where? How, how am I going to like this? You know, is it going to be too cold? Is it going to be too hot? Is it going to be too loud? Is it going to be too remote? Is it, you know, what, what, what are the circumstances there? Um, you know, so often, oftentimes I have all this, these, uh, ridiculous questions and concerns Instead of just saying, here am I, send me, and just just leaving it to the Lord. And I think we all do that to some degree. I don't, I don't think I'm alone in that. Uh, I, I think all of us say that. And I know, you know, if I look at a, a map of the world, there are parts of it I say, Lord, don't send me there. Please don't send me there. And that shouldn't be the case. Uh, I should just say, Lord, here am I, send me. May you and I be people like Isaiah, like Paul, like Moses, like the apostles. You know, all of us, all of those people, they didn't they didn't have the choice of where they could go or what the Lord was going to do in their lives and, and how much suffering they were going to experience. And and really, every martyr, every persecuted Christian, Ever since, uh, same thing. You know, every every Christian that's worked in a difficult work environment, uh, you know, a, a stressful work environment. So the point is, may we be people who say, when the Lord says, whom shall I send and who will go for us? May we be the people who say, here am I, send me, Period. You know, no, no questions, no, no anything. Just Lord, here am I. Send me, and and we trust the Lord and say, Lord, you know, in a few years my life's going to be over anyway. So, use it for your glory. 
right? So I hope that helps you today. I hope it, it makes you prayerful and reflective on uh, what the Lord's doing in your life and where he may want to send you and that you are open to whatever and wherever he sends you and wants to do things in your life for his glory. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you'll join us next time as we spend time in God's Word, looking at how we can grow in our knowledge of Him, our love for Him, and our service to Him. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash graceandpeaceradio. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.